You're listening to Naked Girls Radio, and it's me, Sandra London. You're about to listen to my hot audio erotica. This story is an erotic short called The Sweetest Death. Enjoy. Boy. The clutch, the thrust, your cock, my butt. Ooh, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Your lust. The throttle, the glide, you want to slip and slide. Ooh, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Inside, real high, you ride. My lust.
Buenas noches, señoras y señores. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday, May 4th, 2014, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your hostess, Sandra London of livinggrind.com, broadcasting for you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California. In connection with Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Digital Podcast, and Naked Girls Radio. The songs you just heard at the top of the hour were Extinction by Kingdom of Sorrow and A4 Faces by Bordan Carmier. Uh, this evening I may be having an interview, um, not 100% confirmed, but it's quite possible. So stay tuned, kick back and relax. And for the next song I'll play, <laughs> as per tonight's title of this evening's episode, First of the month by Bone Thugs and Harmony. The call in number is 
claim and I'm gonna do it now. I ain't gotta find them good. Gonna get what I get a thug is love. What's up? Come and thug on my corner. Make it be a donor. Think that thugs don't like that. And selling them guns. Making that money. Come back. All of it is still crack. For the first to the 15th. Thug the most in the cheap. But I gotta say, gotta come up. Put it all in the cup. Wanna get plugged in the corner stove. Grab it up a load. Sell a road to the bag. Count on my pocket and add it to the stash. Gotta watch my back, these players and be up. out to rob me Fools, but never know something, no losses Don't be keeping these brothers up on me See, get us over a whole block Spin a couple of fields, thug Put our fellow ears on the first Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Yeah, 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 yeah,
You captured my gaze with your long brown hair. You captured my shot when I felt her stir within. She is throbbing for you now, my dear kitty, she is. She warms me, she wets me, she quivers for your cough. My tongue, well, it reminisces upon a delicious, savory, salty, sweet whisper of your lust. I swallow, but my eyes, even when you're out of sight, my eyes, they paint a picture whenever tension begins to build in my bosom, in the dark, in my car, in my dreams. I see you fucking me like no motherfucking other and you take that shit and you own it. It's yours.
It's Lilu Love here, and hi Sandra London. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to be on your site. Thank you. Uh, what attracted me originally to women is, you know, their beauty. You know, they're pretty, they're sweet, they're sensual. It's a whole different kind of sex. Uh, what's different is how complicated women are and how difficult it is, you know, whenever you're in a relationship. Because I'm really kind of a, more of a relationship person. And then, like, don't, don't get me wrong, I have done my one-night stands. Well, women, it's different. You want to get to know them and, you know, see what they're about, see what makes them tick. Turn on the same women. It's confidence but not being too cocky. You know, the really pretty girl that's like, eh, about everything doesn't turn me on. They can be beautiful and open their mouth and not be the brightest crayon in the crayon box, and that can turn me off on also. I like a, a spunky, smart, sophisticated woman with, you know, like a dirty side and, you know, takes care of themselves. And the reason why I don't date women anymore is it is very, very complicated. And I get attached easily when it comes to women. So it's another reason why I don't bang the chicks. <laughs> oh, well, the most daring sexual experience I ever had was at this older lady's house. And it was me and a couple other girls were about my age. We were all like 18, 19, and she was like in her 30s. And there was like five or six of us, and we all had sex with one another. And I'll let you use your imagination on that one. I have a pit bull, a pit bull, and a German Shepherd pain in the ass. They are the sweetest, cutest, most annoying, terrorizing dogs that you could possibly have. But a good thing about them all, my pit bull is two, and uh, he has one blue eye, and he's like a brown, so he's like a pit lab mix. And he's cute, and he weighs like 80, 85 pounds, and he's just a big baby, but he loves to hunt lizards all day long. So his face gets all scratched up. He's like missing a little piece of his nose. It's so sad. But uh, we have a white German Shepherd named Ida. I don't know if I said Prince's name. It's Prince Anita. She's a white German Shepherd. She's also two. They're about two months apart. And uh, she's a big baby. She gets, like, picked on by other dogs, and needless to say, she doesn't get to play with every dog that we come in contact with, and she likes to bark, which is very annoying. But, uh, one thing about them, whenever we first got them, like, I wasn't into, like, the big health thing or losing weight, but once we got them, we started walking with them more, and that's when I started actually deciding that I wanted to lose weight, but, uh, one more cute thing. Prince gets hurt a lot. He's been bit by a snake. He fell down a flight of stairs. He runs his head into walls all the time, and I got bruises on my shin to prove that, too. Uh, he's gotten seven staples in his leg from jumping on a little metal thing, and I know there's more. I just can't think of it. And all things that ever happened to Ida is she got stung by me and her ear swole up. So she can tell you can see who's winning the money battle. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually getting ready, getting ready, really? <laughs> I'm actually getting ready to do, uh, I guess you can call it kind of a mainstream DVD. It's going to be like me personal with, uh, me and B, but it's going to be like really high definition. We're going to the famous Jack Watson's house in his studio, and he's going to like just shoot an amazing video. We're going to knock it out in two days, so that's going to be one of the, probably the toughest things I've ever had to overcome since getting into the industry. But it's going to be exciting because from there maybe, you know, I might make, not 
many of them, but I've always wanted to, like, design a shirt, maybe do, like, a cute little poster. Who knows? I like to do fun stuff like that, but to my fans, you know, just keep expecting me doing what I do, having fun and having a couple orgasms along the way. And if you'd like to see more of me, you can come to lelulove.com. That's www.lelulove.com. See you soon.
if you saw my hair, <laughs> it's <laughs> currently in witness protection program underneath a lovely red uh, towel. Oh! <laughs> what? <coughs> the, what the freak, man? The freaks come out on Fridays. You want to see my towel? You can see my towel, but I'm not freaking showing. Oh, my glasses still hot. Okay. Now I'm blind, but now you see a towel. And, and ZJ, and me, and I don't even know if I'm playing this correctly, because I'm blind officially right now. But I love you anyway. <laughs> that sounds good. That was... Playtime with Sandra Radio. This is Sandra London speaking. Who's calling? Hi, Sandra. It's Michael. Michael. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad you could call in. I was you, worried. You sound surprised to talk to me. You should call in at 8.30. Like I know. I know. I was just I was worried. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, for everybody tuning in, this is Michael Fetterosi of Porn Law, a.k.a. AdultBizLaw.com. Um, yes, welcome. Tell me what's been going on. I haven't spoken with you in, like, a while. Like, I I've know. Known. It's... it's <laughs> You know what? Last week was kind of busy. Um, really? I got interviewed by Telemundo, TMZ, Wall Street Journal, all about TMZ. that uh, Chase, that Chase bank account closure stuff. <gasps> yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me what what's going on with that. Um, is there any recourse for um, people in the adult business as far as bank accounts with Chase and the like? <sighs> You know, it's interesting because once I started looking deeper into it, it, it looks like it's not a chase issue. It looks like it's a governmental issue and Department of Justice issue, not chase bank issue. Um, and, and, and like I've said to other, you know, um, Does it have to go? This, Sorry, this is nothing to do new with... for us. Well, no, but does it have anything to do with, like, I remember a few months ago I was looking um, at some articles, and I found something about, like, maybe related to bank secrecy or something like that, but where it's sort of like a, a corporate see something, say something, of like large deposits um, being made uh, by people who they don't think are, like, in some normal big money business or something that they kind well, of I, flagged I a little bit. I think it more has to do with something called Operation Choke Point, which is a Obama and Attorney General Eric Holder um, position that banks should not do business with certain industries that they don't particularly like or believe are legitimate. And there are 30 industries on this list, and it includes pornography, escorting, firework sales, firearm sales, <laughs> Gambling? Online pharmacies, uh, gambling would be another one, uh, right. even down to travel agencies and things like that. Um, there are, like I said, 30 different industries that are being targeted, the biggest one being payday loans. Um, the Obama in, uh, administration did not like the payday, payday loan business, you know, where you okay. come in and they give you a, a short-term loan on your paycheck. So all right. of this is being affected, not just adults. 
So, you know, banks closing well, down porn yet they still exist. Are not anything new. They still exist, though. We still have travel agencies. We still have online gambling. We still have escorts. Um, so well, how yeah, how it's, widespread it's, is it? How pervasive? Because it seems a bit selective in a way. It, it's extremely per, per, widespread and pervasive. Um, just because you don't see those industries going away doesn't mean that they aren't being affected. I mean, this is something that has been happening to adult clients of mine for years. It's not anything new. The only thing new about this is the fact that Chase decided to do it uh, in mass and send out letters to, I, you know, the estimates range from five to ten porn stars up to hundreds of porn stars. But usually the way banks closed accounts for people and adult was one at a time. They would find mm-hmm. out what you did, and they would close your account and tell you to take your money and go someplace else. This is the first okay. time I've seen them send out letters to, you know, multiple people and adult all at once. Well, what about people with uh, diversified talents or or careers um, where perhaps they're doing things that are unrelated to adult, yet they also are an adult? Then, like, do they do they make any sort of a um, provision for that, or is it sort of like, why don't you care what else you do? Uh, I don't you know, because care about what else people do. Huh. Yeah, and, and, and I think, <laughs> and this is pure supposition on my part, I think the reason why they have looked at porn stars more so now than ever before is because, for the most part, um, now porn stars are getting into the canning business. And the canning business is a business where um, they will be receiving wire transfers, usually from overseas companies. There's only one, maybe two CAM companies located in the United States. And okay. even you know, domestic wire transfers of of substantial amount of money to a personal account may make a bank you know take notice. But certainly, international wire transfers make a bank take notice of the fact that, you know, somebody may be doing something that they don't necessarily like and they don't know what it is. So that could uh-huh. be one of the things that has changed in regards to adult performers. Okay. Well, all right. Well, where do they draw the line with legitimate businesses? Would that mean something like Playboy would be excluded or something like Hustler, something with the uh, I don't. Like I don't. I don't need to draw any line. I think they see any involvement <laughs> in what they see being the adult industry, and they decide to close the account. Yeah, I mean, I've got one client that you know only works for Adam and Eve, and she only feature dances, um, doesn't do anything else besides those two things, and she may cam. I believe she cams once in a while, and they closed her account. And she and they closed an account that she had since she was 18, before she even got into the industry. So I think that you what? know there is no line <laughs> that a bank is going to draw. I think they're going to look at your account, and if they see something suspicious or something out of the ordinary, and they do a search on you, and they you know search your real name, and it comes up with something in porn or something in camming or something at all related to adult, they're going to terminate your account and tell you to take your money elsewhere. Okay, and so this is mandatory with Chase, but not with other banks, or is this sort of like a strongly recommended for all banks to do? Um, and I, would that exclude somewhere probably. like, like um, uh, if you have an international account, 
per chance, or if you bank with something that has like multiple branches and many nations kind of thing, like I, I would think that, that there has to be. I think <laughs> that um, I think this applies to all banks. It's just being applied right now to Chase. Um, all banks. I mean, Wells Fargo came out publicly and said we'll take the porn stars money, but. I think eventually they will start to change their mind. I know Bank of America has closed uh, uh, porn accounts, uh, my own bank, and they know what I do for a living. And when I set up the account there, they actually almost asked me flat out whether or not I was going to launder money for my clients because they were worried that I would use my position as an attorney to launder money. And yeah. just recently, like three weeks ago, I they got They can approached ask you that? Well, they, they can, can ask, ask you that, that yeah. and you're a lawyer? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously, I don't launder money for my clients, but if I obviously. were to launder money, you know, no lawyer is going to go, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do. But they asked me a couple of weeks ago, they asked me a couple of weeks ago to help them find new clientele. And I looked at my branch manager and I said, I, I can bring you a ton of business. Said, but you're not willing to have that business. And she looked at me and she said, Are you talking about what you do? And I said, Yes. She goes, Yes, I can't open those accounts. <laughs> so, you know. so yeah, it's not it's not just Chase, it's all banks. Banks for the most part don't like doing business with what they see as being morally questionable industries. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna ask about, like moral like their own like corporate moral clause that they apply to their customers as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some without, without exact confirmation though, without like without even always having a direct confirmation of anything. Because what if there's someone that they're like researching who has a similar name or who looks similar or whatever, and they're just I they make very good money, but they that's just I gross. Don't, I don't, I don't do like this. There. This is very doom and gloom. And then <laughs> and then you got PayPal. I mean, PayPal has always closed the accounts of people in adult. Right. You know, they'll they'll freeze an account. I've heard people losing, you know, their money for up to six months with PayPal. And, you know, they'll eventually refund your money and send you a check, but they will ban you for life. Now, the interesting thing about PayPal, PayPal, who's owned are, by eBay. Um, if are you they go based on in Canada eBay, now? No, I don't think so. No. Some part of it. PayPal is... If, now, I have a friend who works for PayPal out of Arizona. Um, but if you go to eBay, you can go on eBay and you can, you can buy porn off of eBay. They sell DVDs. They sell panties. They sell autographed photographs, all of that. So I can go on to eBay and I can buy a porn star's movie on DVD, and I can pay for it with PayPal. And they don't have any problems with that. But... If you happen to be that porn star, they won't let you have a PayPal account. But I can sell that porn star's movie on PayPal. Right. Well, then they're not going after distributors then? They're not going after the people that sell adult material? Nope. They're just going after the porn stars and the people in adult. Well, what if they're both? (laughs) Well, then they're – I don't know. I haven't heard that case yet. Well, maybe you should make that case. Maybe you should promote that. Promote that. Uh, yeah. ooh, excuse me. That they that the, performers have the more case, of a hands-on with the their business. Case, the better case is the Amazon case I just read about. Um, Amazon was shutting down porn stars' wish list 
and they're terminating those wish lists. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting case as well. <laughs> yeah, well, are there um, are there suits being filed now to question any of this, or is it sort of like a, oh, we're not going to go there because it's beyond the bank, so it has to do with, like, federal stuff that everybody's, like, shy about it, or... Well, no, actually, the banks are a worst case. Banks can always blame the federal government in saying that, you know, this wasn't well, our yeah. idea to put out. Well, that's what I mean, that but, like, was... um, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, there has to be some sort of, I mean, if, if the distributors and what potentially the producers as well, they're fine to do that, I don't see how they can make a difference. Um between the two, unless they're going solely on the basis of gender, which there are way more women and uh, adults no, than men, then how can they tell if it's like somebody on eBay or something selling, you know, three or four different porn people's like videos or material, and they're fine, and their bank account is going to stay fine, like uh, yet the performer themselves, like you know. They keep, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't get honestly. it. I think that's along a weird I, like gender line. <laughs> I don't think they're doing along gender lines. I, I just think they're doing it <laughs> anybody that they can find. This this isn't a female versus male thing. Um, they close. But, well, one of but not not purposefully. But the end result end result is being that there's so many more women in the adult industry than men. Um, yet. If you include everyone in it, like selling and distributing and producing, then you're going to include a lot more men, but they can be more vague in uh, selling or you know, offering for you know, viewing um, these kinds of things. Their company name may or may not be you know, vague enough um, to pass muster, yet you know, somebody with the name you know, Coco Cupcakes Triple X can never pass that, that bar. They always would have to go under something nondescript in a way. Um, well, this is this is this is the first time that they're that they've included performers at all. Usually, in the past, it's only well, been first, my well, first time since when? Like when have they when did they begin? If you know, <laughs> uh, they've been doing it for the last ten years that I'm aware of. I've been in the industry for ten years, and they've always done it. And this is the first time they've done it to performers. Uh, it's always been to businesses and business accounts. Um, it's always been to mostly male clients. Um, and this is the first time that they've actually gone after people's. And it's not, it, it's not male or female is the difference. It's business versus personal. Um, usually they were shutting down business accounts. And that went across right. the board, whether you were a woman and you owned a production company or a man who owned a production company or right. you but were you It was know, more likely whatever. that and people owning a production company would be largely largely male. So mm, it's not like a, no, I'm not saying it's this direct personal thing. Not anymore. No, I'm, 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 I'm telling you it's <laughs> supposition and you're wrong. I mean, okay. I've been doing this for 10 years. I can tell you that it has nothing to do with you. gender. I believe you. Know, you. Dave, okay. And they're tying, and they're tying other. Like for instance, one of my client's husbands, um, he got his account closed once they tied her to him. So right, it, tied it really her has, to him. Has any, but if, 
but they never she, tied but her she was a performer. To exactly. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. Um, no, it's not. It's 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 not a gender thing. It really isn't. So, so he would have been thing. able to keep his. He, he would have been able to keep his account had there never been a tie between the two. That's what I'm saying. Well, he's in the industry as well. That's what I'm saying. Is that it's not. It's but not they, that he's they'd just be some, more likely. I would just think it's only my opinion. I'm I'm not saying it's correct. That um, you know, he would be overlooked because he'd be you know, written off as a distributor only more often than not because there's always a spotlight on the woman in the films. Um, the guys might feature in it. There's some that are like mega superstars. You want to see their face all the time, and a lot you just don't or they just don't show it. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I, mean, I would think that somebody like that might fall under. Yeah, but I would just think that, you know, someone who there's strong suspicion that they are involved in adult industry and they come in and they have a, a company and they have a lot, you know, of money and they, that they're bringing in and they have a, you know, random uh, business name, but then, you know, that, that person would probably be looked at a bit more closely if they're all say a chick with big boobs or like, you know, a very sexy woman more so than a like, dude, whether he's hot or not. Um, to like see, does this person have a personal, their personal account? Oh, can I match this face to this name to this other name? Well, like, you know, I I I am I am curious how they are matching these accounts up because the this most recent round of bank closure letters has not come from the local branches. In the past, um, it's been a local bank <laughs> issue, meaning that I've had right. clients that yeah have been discovered because you know, the way they look or the name of their company or something like that, and a local branch has closed them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right in that sense that if somebody walks in and they look and they're famous or they've been on box covers, it's easier to, to, to spot them. Or if, you know, their account name is Susie Big Tits Triple X Inc., then it's very easy. Um, right. But now this time, the letters came out of Chase, not the local branch, but the processing branch, which is, you know, those people don't see who walks into the branches. And so, therefore, I'm kind of wondering exactly, like, yeah, how are they figuring out who's well, who and well, how I would are they think that that, Well, I would think that that would go along with maybe what I read in a while back about where it's sort of like a silent flag of it's like, a, okay, this transaction was over um, $3,999, or it used to be 10000 um, and they tend to do this a lot, and they just look just randomly hot, but not necessarily like they're they just you know sold a house or something yeah. coming in with this money kind of thing. Like that it silently that, flags, that. and then at the branch, at the base, wherever, that if they see enough of these silent flags, while they're all the while continuing to take the money and house it for the person, that later they're like, uh, they do like deposit quite a lot of money, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, that that very well could be. No, that could well be because um, the thing that I think flags a lot of accounts are big tra- big cash transactions or international wire transfers. And if you're a, a woman in the industry and you're escorting or you're dancing or you're doing something where you're making cash and you're depositing that cash into your account and it's more than the normal amount, then, yeah, I think that that would send up red flags not only to the main branch or to your branch, but to the main 
banking center, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I I think you're right in that regard. You know, the more interesting case for me is the Amazon wireless case because that has nothing to do with banking. Amazon can't claim that there's some type of federal. I think that is weird because that has even less to do with with anything like a like an eBay you know an eBay account holder selling actual exactly. you know porn all this is like some chick wants some nail polish or she wants like this dress or you know this well, no, product or even a Amazon. sex toy sex toys are illegal Amazon exactly <laughs> Amazon sells sex toys and they sell BDSM clothes and BDSM toys so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that Amazon you know what what Amazon is saying is that you know we care about who our customers buy for who it's not even the fact that they're saying we won't let porn stars buy our stuff what they're saying is we won't let our customers buy stuff for porn stars because that's what a wish list is right. and who why does Am- why does amazon care who i buy a sex toy for why do they care if i buy a sex toy for my wife or if I buy a sex toy for an adult star, or if I buy a, a, a BDSM toy, or a book, or a camera, and that's what Amazon is doing. They're they're making that type of of decision, think, which is ridiculous. I think, well, I think my my guess, which may or may not be correct, my guess would be maybe they fear um, some sort of I don't know. I guess with adult entertainers, a lot of the times, you know, we want to preserve our privacy so a lot of the times when you get gifts for people that you know in your personal life and these kind of things you don't mind that they see your address where it's going to that they can call and go yes I, I received this product no I did not or whatever and there are some men who could or women who could take advantage of um, someone who has not who has neglected to make their address private or it just becomes difficult where you have to make it private in this way, yet it's still available and accessible by then cutting corners in a different way that it's just like kind of a free-for-all in a way that they're afraid of um, some sort of a backlash if something were to happen where a crazed fan found out somebody's address and did something. That's my, that's like a, no, one guess, no, no, no. What, one what, guess as to what, why, because I know that a lot of women is, no, I know no, no. who are I, dancers have have you know strongly advised other dancers of like make sure to like try and make your your address private if you do put a wish list up that there's no way you know only order from Amazon directly even if they have different branded products because the customer can call um, if you get it from like a third party that's listed on Amazon um, and you know. I just need to verify. Let me know that address again one more time. I paid money. I want it to get there. What's that address again? Sort of thing. That that might be a small part, which to me would be understandable, but they should be able to make it work. No, that's not what Amazon is telling my clients. Okay. Um, (laughs) Amazon has no interest in protecting the privacy of porn stars. What Amazon told (laughs) one of my clients who had her wish list suspended was that they felt like she was using their wish list to barter for sex. Basically, what they accused her of is saying that you're putting up our wish list in order to get gifts, and you're giving sex in return. And they didn't want to be a part of that. Um, For nail polish and sex toys? No. No, I mean, I mean, I Well, then, Well, then, well, that still, but I mean... 
that's so ridiculous because then why why aren't we like Dubai or somewhere or somewhere in the Middle East where you cannot even check in to places like a hotel or something that if you're not married because they'd be feeling as though they're facilitating immoral conduct, which in a very religious country that makes sense, but this is not supposed to be that place um, of who cares what it's for. <laughs> you know, yeah. like some people some people will have sex with someone that's gorgeous with a pretty smile, and for that reason alone, they don't need a meal, they need a happy meal, they don't need a nail polish, a sex toy, a reason, they just want that person. So I don't really, I don't think their argument, if that is their argument, is compelling um, because you know, a person's going to do consensually what they want to do consensually. So any sort of, hey, you like this? I want you to have it here. I don't think that that has anything directly to do with facilitating whatever happens or not. <laughs> like, that's just strange. I don't know. Yes, and that's why I like <laughs> the Amazon a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that seems more like pure discrimination than anything else. Definitely, definitely. Um, yes, so tell me, have you uh, done any talks recently, um, aside from your interviews with TMZ and Alden, like your your um, speaking engagements and the like? Yeah, I did. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in New Jersey for Exotica, and I usually do my Breaking into the Biz seminar for them. There was an mm-hmm. exotica this weekend that I didn't get a chance to go to. I had other product meetings. Is that but in Florida? One, yeah, that one's in Florida this time. But yeah. then at the end of May, at, at the end of May, I'll be speaking at um, Internex, which is a it's sort of a trade. Um, it's not a consumer show. It's a trade show for the online biz porn the industry. Yeah. yeah, it's Biz the Biz. And they have one every winter uh, right before the ADN show in January in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock. And then the summer show this time is in uh, New Orleans. So I'll be in New Orleans for about a week at the end of May. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have so much fun. Yes. I've never been to New Orleans before, and I'm dying to go. Nor have I. I want to go. i got to look into this. I want to (laughs) go. It's it's the last... It's after Memorial Day. It's the last full weekend in May in New Orleans at the Marriott, which is Hi. right in the French Quarter. Oh. So it's, it's going right to be a good show. And, and then in July, I'm at Exotica <clears throat> Chicago, and I'll be doing a speech there. And then in September, I think I'm going to go to Europe. I went to Europe last <gasps> year for a month. And did, did, you, like did you do Budapest? Shows. Did you do the Budapest, Budapest Euro Summit? I did, uh, yes, and then I did the uh, – and I also spoke at Webmaster Access in Amsterdam. So I'll be speaking again this year at Webmaster Access in Amsterdam. And uh-huh. instead of Budapest now, they've moved the show to Prague. So I'll probably Back, be, back to Prague. I'll, you're you're yeah, my hero, be, dude. You're my hero. I, I, I was able well, to speak I, out there in Prague in 2011. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like, what is it? Yeah, 2011, 2012, and 13. I wasn't able to go back out to Europe, but I I hope I get to go this year. It was so much fun. I loved it. It was great meeting so many different international companies um, and being able to speak. It was just amazing. Like it's it's really cool. Um, So 
Well, you're my hero. I have a client, <laughs> I have a client in the south of France um, who owns wineries. He owns wineries, and he has a couple of other companies. He makes frozen pizzas for Nestle, and he has a house um, on the beach in uh, right on the south of France. So I'll probably be going back there for a week and hanging out in the south of France for a week before I go to Amsterdam and Budapest. I mean, uh, Amsterdam and Prague. That's a nice friend. That's a nice friend to have. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> just, he's just a, so he's happens a, to have a rocking place, dude. <laughs> well, he's a guy that I met through the adult industry, but um, – he, his father, his his grandfather, started a company in France that is pretty much similar to Walmart in the United States. They're about the same size. They're an international company. They have like six or seven thousand retail grocery chains throughout Europe. Carrefour. And, uh, no. What? I, I was guessing Carrefour. Uh, no. No, the name. No, the name of the company is Casino. 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 Casino, and uh, yeah, they don't own it anymore. It, you know, the, the company went public, but he, you know, he went to Harvard Business School, and you know, he's uh, he's very interested in a bunch of different businesses, internet businesses, mobile businesses, you know, uh, on top of the wineries and everything else. So yeah, he was just he was just over he was over my house three nights ago for dinner. He came over, so oh, he's a great guy. He really is. And he's oh, wow. Well, if you well ever need a translator. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he speaks English, but yes, in France, um, I do need a translator. Not ah. many people speak English, unfortunately. And if they do, they pretend that they don't. It's pretty funny. Oh, no, I totally so. do. Dude, I'm here. I'm there. I'm like so there. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. All right. So then I have a question then, going back to what we were talking about earlier, sorry. Um just wanting to know if this has any sort of relation at all. But, like, okay, I remember looking at, like, maybe it was Met News or one of these um, uh, legal updates websites where they're talking about, like, um, Wells Fargo is officially, like, a citizen of South Dakota um, okay. for, for certain purposes. I'm wondering, like... Because I guess it was based off where the where the um, original branch or the main headquarters is based. So I'm wondering, with somewhere like Chase, if there's any like I don't know what their actual where their actual base branch is. Um, if there's any reason why they jumped the gun or whatever they went faster than the rest and being more proactive, um, if their their state's residents. I don't know enough about banking law to be able to talk about that. What I can tell no. you about Chase is that <laughs> they, I think they're headquartered either out of New York or Delaware. Most large corporations are, are chartered out of Delaware. I don't know if that's true for banking corporations, but um, Chase has always been very, very difficult. Um, six months ago, they put a freeze on wire transfers um, over a certain amount of money, inbound or outbound. I just think For everyone? Chase, and I think that Chase, because of their involvement in the previous uh, banking scandals and their involvement in the collapse of the real estate mortgage business, have just become extremely conservative going forward. Um, <laughs> you know, they're just way over the top when it comes to you know, making sure, and, and this is, you know, what most people don't realize is that the Patriot Act 
has substantially changed banking in this country. Um, right. You know, everything can be tracked now. Everything can be traced. You, you can't open up a safety deposit box anonymously anymore. Um, you know, by law, you're not allowed to keep cash in a safety deposit box. If you what? do, that money, um, yeah, you cannot keep money, cash, in a safety deposit box. You can keep, you know, you can keep gold, you can keep silver, you can keep coins, uh, <laughs> A collection, but you can't you can't use a safety deposit box to hoard cash. Huh. Okay. And that was in and that's in response to, you know, basically nine eleven, that they don't want banks being used as uh, ways to funnel money to terrorists, or at least that's what they're saying. And I'm sure that's what some of these international wire transfers coming from strange companies may cause banks to question. Um, I also know that there were like you brought up. Dubai. I know there were girls in the industry that went to Dubai to, to escort, and that money was wire transferred back into the United States banking system. So that may have set up a red flag. Well, that's not a good idea. Well, yeah, but when you have 18, 19, 20-year-old girls flying to Dubai to escort with members of the royal family and members <laughs> of Dubai's government, and you know they don't they don't understand how to get back you know, ten, fifteen, thirty, forty, a hundred thousand dollars into this country without a wire transfer. <laughs> uh yeah. I guess. And those types of wire transfers coming from those particular areas on the planet geographically are going to send up red flags to homeland security, to the IRS, to the FBI, to DOJ. That's all going right. to create suspicion. Right. Well, I can understand that. So, but I mean, as far as as far as um I was more so thinking of any any line of industry that believes they need to be targeting any particular person that isn't otherwise um you know, suspicious uh, like that they don't want to feel like they're a facilitator or third party like a, like hotels or these things. I saw there was another there's another um, recent case with the I think it was uh, LA County or City of LA anyway Southern California where the judge ruled that like they must get a warrant before they go to like different hotels where they're like let me look at your entire roster of who's checked in and who's checked out within the last blah blah, blah hours before they could just kind of show oh, yeah. up and do it and now like the judge ruled like no you kind of got to get a warrant in most cases you know unless there's some crazy imminent threats like you gotta like just go ask the judge for one like what the hell where you know um what are they going to say like okay we want to make absolutely sure that nothing untoward is going on at all um whether it's you know uh suspicious um subversive activities of any kind um therefore we won't we won't let any you know people without wedding rings with a marriage certificate you know, stay at our establishment because we don't want to promote immorality or, mm-hmm. you know, suspicious conduct. Like, it's just, uh, what? <laughs> like, oh. And, and, and police try to get around warrants and subpoenas all the time. I've got a couple of offshore clients. Well, not offshore, but they're they're based outside the United States. They're... Legitimate foreign companies. They're not people in the United States that have set up offshore, but they're actually companies in other countries that they do business in the United States. 
And I always get um, uh, subpoenas from law enforcement officials from all over the country, whether it's Florida or Texas or California or Ohio. And I always tell them the same thing that, you know, this is an offshore corporation and, you know, that subpoena has no force and effect. That in order to subpoena the records of an offshore company or a foreign corporation, you have to go through what's called MLAT procedures, which stands for Mutual Legal Assistance Treaty. And it's a very complicated situation because you have to put the subpoena in through the U.S. State Department. The United States State Department has to contact that country's State Department if there is a, a treaty to do this. And then a local subpoena has to issue. And it just drives law enforcement crazy that, you know, they can't just simply run to the judge in their local town and get yeah, what they no. need from a from a company that's in, you know, England or that's in Canada or, you know, uh, Czechoslovakia. So, well, yeah, well, you know, I know yeah, there's cops, a lot of, like, like, very to, strong privacy laws in uh, France and Germany. I remember looking at, like, Google there, like, when they got requests for, like, you know, anybody's email account and things like this, um, the amount of actual requests and the ones that are actually fulfilled mm-hmm. – um, and they were substantially lower in a lot of Western oh. European countries um, where, yeah, U.S., it was like, okay, I'm ready, roll over. What do you want? <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. So I can this, see that. On this, on this one particular company that I represent, for every 10 subpoena requests we get, I think we have one where they follow through and do the actual MLAT procedure. Uh, most of them just don't even bother. Once you're in a foreign land, you know, law enforcement doesn't even bother. They just don't want to be bothered with the whole hassle of it. <laughs> we'll leave that to Interpol. <laughs> well, oh. it's a long process. I know. I know. Um, yes. What else? Um, so, well, I guess then what would you advise um, performers? and or adult companies to, you know, if they, if they live and or um, work anywhere that's actually legal um, for what they do and they would like to, they have no problem making a record of that and all that, like, what can they do if they're denied from, from like, you know, an actual legitimate banking account? What can they do well, within the law? Well, they tell everybody. You know, they just may have to get used to changing banks a lot. So what they should probably <laughs> do is open up several accounts at once instead of having just one account. And the other thing that I tell them to do is well, to create... Well, but they see that too. There's like, you know, that might th- throw up flags to where you can no longer open no. so many accounts. If you open up like five, like... Well, let me You're going to be looked at. Okay. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me finish. It, it, is that I usually tell them to start up several companies. And so they may have one or two companies um, that they can open up bank accounts under those companies' names and then have personal accounts. So that way, if anything does happen to any particular company, they can switch to a different bank or if something happens to their personal account, they can then switch to a different bank so usually that's what I tell them. And when they choose a company name, I tell them to go with a very simple name like, you know, EAS Consulting, you know, or EAS, you know, Entertainment, or, you know, as simple as it may be. 
Um, don't take anything, you know, don't create any funny names, don't create any sexy names, don't create any dirty names. Just go with a regular business name. And when they go into their bank, when they go in to do their banking, put on a hat, put on sunglasses, wear something <laughs> where you won't be easily Leg. recognizable. Leg. You know, don't. No, I don't would not advise big old, big old sunglasses and the like. No way. Why? That's a problem, I would think. What do you mean? Why is it a problem? I would think if, like, come on, what? They keep, like, records of any suspicious activities, so if everybody else in the line is all just kind of random in whatever which way, and there's somebody that always comes in and, like, you know, they all bundle up everywhere, I think that's I, you're gonna get those silent flags I, whether you're aware of it or not. That's, that's I, my I wear opinion. a hat and sunglasses. I wear a hat and sunglasses in my bank all the time. I'm not they saying know going you. To ski. They know you. You're a lawyer. You're like untouchable. Yeah, but 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 a hat, <laughs> sunglasses is not unusual to wear in California. Uh, I mean, yeah. depending on the time of the day and like I. Well, mostly it's sunny in in California and it's mostly open during the day. Yes, I mean, you know, listen, whatever you can do to hide, whatever you can do to hide who you are, what you don't want to do is, if you're a star, you don't want to be recognized by a bank teller. That's the last thing that you want, because then they're going to know who you are, they're going to know what to do, and they're going to talk about it. So anything that you can do, I'm not saying wear a wig, I'm not saying wear makeup or disguise, I'm just saying put on a hat and sunglasses. You know, don't do anything that out of the ordinary. Yeah, you're right. I don't think hat and sunglasses. You know, if you have long hair, put your hair up. You know, put it underneath a hat. Just do something to change your look. Unless you got uh, big old boobies, how are you going to hide that all the time in well, the then, summer? Then, then wear something. Then wear something that doesn't show it off. Well, yeah, but see, that's, this is the thing that, like, is kind of annoying, I guess, to me, is that, like, you can't, you can't just be, or you're actually trying, you know, you're actually just going about your business, you're showing what you're earning, you're depositing it, that's making already a record, you're realizing this, and if you do so plain-faced, you know, in your own face, not covered in any sunglasses and the like, and beanies and blah, 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 you're just going about your business, that it's gross that you have to also take so many more precautions because it makes it look worse. That makes everybody more suspicious, um, I think, where if you can't just walk up and go, yes, my account, here's the account number, you know, here's my ID, here's the money. They can see that. And if there are problems, then, you know, hey, make a meeting about it. Like, let's go over this, or, this, and this. Or they'll shut down your account, and you'll have to find a new account. So well, you, know, you ask me what I recommend aww. to my clients. I understand. I just... <clears throat> I don't know. With fame comes a price, Okay. <laughs> and part of that price is that you're going to be recognized. I mean, if mainstream stars go out, you know, they try to dress so as not to attract attention to themselves. They don't. They don't walk into a supermarket well, looking like well, they would walk gonna, on a red carpet. Well, nobody's going to buy somebody to walk out. Yeah, like you know, town and gown or like you know, completely dolled up or this or that. But 
there's I I don't know it's to take longer than we have for the show um, <laughs> to go over and into, but like you'd be surprised with just the amount of of anything that one can't even help, like um, the way the way a dancer walks, the way um, that I, they I stand, the I way know. that they approach someone, the way that they speak, just naturally, like all of these things, and you know. Uh, people in positions to shut down accounts or this or that, they're being encouraged to seek these things out, which are kind of somewhat inherent and somewhat like trained over time or just sort of like, you know, I don't know, you go to dinner maybe every now and again, somebody tells you, you talk too much like a liar, stop it, or whatever. Like sometimes somebody might realize they can't be Susie, big old boobies, XXX everywhere they go, but things are bound to just happen or that they can't help or whatever. Like, it's just kind of sad to, like, feel like stepchildren. It is definitely not (laughs) fair. Hey, listen, I I agree that it's not fair. I can't even say, it's, like, offensive if I could even say what provision ought to be made, like, you know, it would be gross to have some special insignia to highlight this person as special um, when they're trying to just be like everybody else as much as possible. It's on, it's on the performer if they just want to come in Daisy Dukes and like a tiny T-shirt. But if they're just in yoga pants and a tank top and it's hot, they're not going to wear a friggin' sweater. And they have big boobs and they're pretty and they're young and they have money in their hands, like that they're now like public enemy like, horrible person when they're actually showing you what... They're showing you their cards. They're showing you their money that they're there to deposit yeah. and that they're going to be, like, oh. I mean, the other thing that, That's the, just rude. The, the other thing that you <laughs> can do is try to use ATMs more. You know, instead of going into the bank where you, where you could be recognized, try going to an ATM. You know, if, if you're but not comfortable... But try to have recourse with that. Try to have recourse with that if anything goes awry with what you've deposited or what oh. you haven't. You have much more say-so when there's something wrong. If you actually go in and speak with persons than if you, you know, like interact with a machine that may or may not remember you. And Could a be, lot of the machines I, have cameras in them that are watching you, watching them. Um, and they save the well, information. But I, they can save I, I, you know, I, I, I doubt. I doubt highly if if they're watching the ATM cameras to to recognize people. No, um, I'm not saying prob- they do. I'm saying the camera itself does. Like the the ATMs themselves do. Like that's how they catch those people. Like the the actual criminals who like will you know install their own makeshift uh, ATM thing or like go and hack it before somebody else gets there to steal their information. All this kind of stuff when they're showing, like, oh, we caught them on camera. They're in, right in front of the ATM, right there. Smile, cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do, do we assume that they just throw these away? No, they store it, and they can fast forward and stop and freeze frame. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best option. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think anybody's doing I I think they're doing that for, for security. I don't think they're doing that to recognize people. Um but, you know, if, okay. if, if, if you're not comfortable with ATMs, I mean, just be smart about it. You know, <laughs> you're just not trying to call attention to yourself. And like I said, don't, don't name your company. 
Don't name your company something that will call attention to itself. And don't make deposits that will call attention to, to your deposits. You know, don't <laughs> try to walk into a bank with, you Stop know, it. thousands I upon thousands of, of dollars in cash. I hate all of it. I hate all of it because it's still, like, well, <clears throat> still catch-22 because they still also flag if you always deposit just shy of 4000 Four thousand dollars, just shy of ten grand, just shy, like regularly, just under what's supposed to, like, tip anything off. Like, well, then, then we just live in a weird world. <laughs> well, then, then, then set up uh, an account and call it, you know, Sandra's Pizzeria Inc. You know, and then you set up the account. <laughs> just lie to them and tell them that you've got a pizzeria. I, I mean, pizzerias are big cash businesses. You know. So that way, nobody will wonder where your cash is coming well, so from. Well, so are a lot of so are a lot of things, but a lot of them where people just automatically take for granted or look the other way are things like contracting, contractors, kind of stuff. Then it's like, okay, that's you know heavily male oriented, not consulting, but actual like contract work, like houses and all this kind of stuff. So you know, men have the shield in that kind of a way, but any attractive young woman who's depositing, um, you know, a, a nice sum of money, they don't, like, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of not cool that you're just all wrapped into one one scarlet letter category. <laughs> and the other thing that I would suggest is that if you can, don't bank with large commercial banks. Bank with smaller banks bank with business banks. Don't go to Wells Fargo. Don't go to Chase. Don't go to well, Bank Well, business of banks are, are pretty awesome. I, I will say that. Um, I don't know about small banks as in like a credit union because they can have their own like morals clause set that they can enact at any time. So I, I don't know. Like, have they, have they ever tried to do that or they try to make like an adult industry credit union? Or is that just magical? No. <laughs> like completely like no, it's this not. whole bank is seized. You, you, none of you will see your buddy for like two years. Or what? I mean, <laughs> there is a credit union on Ventura Boulevard in um, either Encino or Woodland Hills uh, called First Entertainment Credit Union. And while it's not necessarily open to adults, um, all of their clients are in the entertainment business. And um, it ranges from TV production to law firms to um, music, to anything that's in the entertainment business and anything, anybody that services the entertainment business. But uh-huh. their requirement for an individual to join is that you have to get a paycheck or you have to deposit a check from somebody in the entertainment business that right. that has an account there. So... I don't know. It, it would be interesting if a Vivid or a Hustler or an Adam and Eve or one of the bigger employers approached First Entertainment Credit Union and say, hey, we're an adult you know, entertainment company. We'd like to open up a branch here or we'd like to open up an account here. And that way, if you, know, if you got a paycheck from you know, one of those companies, could you walk in there and open up an account even though you're not a full-time employee of that company? I, I think they would probably let you. And they're a company that, you know, if they, if they opened up a business account for a hustler, a Vivid, a Wicked, a Adam and Eve, then you know that they're not going to turn away the people who work for them. So that could right. be an answer. 
you know. Okay. But I, I don't I don't really see the adult industry having our own credit union. I mean, it could be done, but I don't. You know, yeah, maybe, I'm probably, maybe that's like a horrible idea. Given the no, climate, I don't, I don't, given the climate I, right I actually, now, anyways, I think that's kind of a good compromise in a way because it is all entertainment. Um, I was I, reading your I, your 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 blog or your website where you were talking about. Yeah, it was on your website. It's either directly on your site or a link from your site. But it was talking about like even like kissing in a movie production, like that could be considered an adult film in a way. So, in a sense, there could be a somewhat wide category of what constitutes adult film if you really want to get down to it. <laughs> so that's well, why I think I, something yeah. like a general entertainer's type of credit union makes like some sense. <laughs> so. No, it would be interesting to see if they would allow an adult employer in there to open up a, a bank account. Mhm. So, well, I don't mean to cut it short, but I do have to go. <laughs> no worries. We've only got two minutes left, so. Oh, you've, okay. You've done more than oh, enough. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I thought your show was longer. Off. I'm sorry. I, no, it's usually one and a half hours, sometimes two, oh, sometimes okay. only one, but I wasn't sure what was going to happen this evening. But I'm so, oh. so happy that you called in. Um, I miss talking to you, so, like, yeah. To catch up well, maybe I'll see you in in New Orleans. Dude, totally. I want to go, dude. Yes. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> it's called. It, if if you want to look at the website, it's called Internext. I, I get their emails. I get their emails. Okay. Yeah. Internext-expo.com. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you Thanks, so much. Um, have a great evening. Um, and feel free you to too. call in again anytime you'd like. Okay. Have a good night, and thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Bye. That was Michael Federosi of uh, adultbizlaw.com. Uh, he's on Twitter at, at pornlaw, P-O-R-N-L-A-W. Um, he's based out in San Fernando Valley, California. I hope you enjoyed um, our discussion, um, and feel free to check out his website, um, tweet him, um, you can do all this um, and learn more for yourselves about the current adult industry climate um, just by Googling any random thing we've we've talked about this evening. But, yes, um, I will close out this evening, um, and I will speak with you all next Sunday. Uh, happy end of weekend, everyone. Hello, all you sexy naked girls radio listeners. Have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
shoot, really on, they that cone, coming round the loop, uh, just let me be, only then you'll see, I do this for my city, not for me, we will change it, such short notice, like magic did, call it hocus pocus, I do this for my city, as you with me, music is the movement and we're moving, kinda swivel, put the liquor in my lip, but now I'm feeling kinda tipsy, and this is for your DJ, tell them it's hope for some hit me, I be feeling like, oh, I'm so One focus dream, what I thought it matters. A long road, where's the highway? Highway, keep going, yes, my way. Nobody getting it till it's most money. You don't tell me if you can't afford it, then I'm co signing. Yeah, truth is there, but the truth ain't never scared. Never I do for my city, I think that's why I'm here. I do this for my city, is you with me? The music is the movement, and we're moving kind of swiftly. Put the liquor in my liver, now I'm feeling kind of tipsy. And this is for your DJ, tell it up, but somebody can hit me, I be feeling like, oh, I'm so Yeah. 